Good morning. From, my, from me, it's good to see you. Yeah, it is really good to see you. So we are doing our series, Living Worthy of Our Calling. Part 7, as you can see on the screen. And the last three chapters, there's six chapters in Ephesians, and the last three chapters have all been about, if you think about if I had to describe them in a couple of words, about making dead people alive. And those people then have a relationship, a healthy relationship with God, and it overflows into with each other, doesn't it? And our job, the only way that happens is through Jesus. And our job, as those who are now healthy, is to tell unhealthy people that they're dead. And that there's a much better way and be alive. (laughs) So what do the next three chapters do? So the, the next three chapters basically say, well, how do we do this? How do we live these healthy lives? How do we share our faith with others? So please turn with me to Ephesians chapter 4, and we're going to read 1 through 14. Ephesians chapter 4, 1 through 14. I'm reading from the ESV. I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling. Hey, there's our title, hey? (laughs) Start again. I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore it says, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives, and he gave gifts to men. In saying he ascended, What does it mean? But that he had also descended into the lower regions, the earth. He who descended is the one who also ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes. Oh God, what a scripture. (laughs) There's so much in there. We could dwell, I felt like, for months on this, these 14 verses. But Lord, you have something for each one of us today. Where we are, exactly the, the place, the space that we are in our lives. So Holy Father, we pray that, well, we, we tell you, we will soften our hearts. We will open our ears to hear what you are saying to us today. Lord, I pray that I will deliver what you want to say 
your truth in a clear way that every person can grab hold of the truth that you have for them. In the precious name of Jesus, amen. So it starts with, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you. Deirdre reminded us last week that he was a prisoner of the Romans. He was in a dungeon. They were grotty, wet, cold, damp, bits of food if you were lucky. If you were in that situation, what would you urge your friends around you? Bring me food. Bring me a blanket. Visit me. He did actually ask that. Visit me. Get me out of here. I'm not here for any reason other than I'm a Christian. But he doesn't do that. He doesn't whinge. He doesn't moan. What does he do? He says, I urge you to walk in a way. He's talking to the Ephesians, but he's talking to us today that is worthy of your calling. We are Christians. If we have given our lives, submitted our lives to Jesus, we are Christians. We are little Christs. And we're called to reflect him in this world today. To be Christ-like wherever we find ourselves. Why? Until when? You know, can I, can I do it on Sundays and have Monday to Saturday off? Can I have it off when I'm at the, at the rave on Friday night? Can I have it off when I'm really cross at work and I'm just fed up? I don't want to be a Christian then. I want to be just me, grotty me. No, all the time. Until, in verse 13 it told us, until we attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. When, until we are like Christ. I've been a Christian for... I'm telling my age away here, 50 years. Isn't that scary? <laughs> 50 years. I still need to change. I am not Christ-like. There is so much still in me that God needs to change. I want him to change it. I can see what he has done. I'm grateful for what he has done. But I want more. I want to come to that place where I'm not, in verse 14, tossed around to and fro by everything that's around me. Please don't show the photos yet. Very distracting. <laughs> Are you tossed around? Do you feel battered by this disaster and devastation in the Ukraine? Do you see the financial woes of the market? The market's dropping, it's going up. Dow Jones is in a dreadful place. Do you see the price of petrol? Do you see the hurt and the evil that has been perpetrated on people all around the world? Children, women, men. And do you feel well, battered? What now? Have you been deceived by men telling you of wonderful schemes and they're not, they're not good? This promise is that we do not need to be tossed to and fro by life. It's going to get worse. Read scripture. It is going to get worse. And we need to be able to stand and not be tossed to and fro. Is that possible? Is it possible? Yes. By the faith and the power of the Holy Spirit, it is possible. It's what God's promised. 
But what do I do? What do I do about it? And I walk. Yep. I walk. I love walking. Anyone who knows me knows how much I love walking. I live in an area where I'm privileged to walk. I can go anytime. Actually, sometimes I can go at night. I can go any time of the day. I go for about three quarters of an hour. I don't take my cell phone. And I can just pray. I can just think. I can worship. My mind goes all over the place. Often I'll get back and I think I don't even, didn't see any. I don't even, did I go? I have like a route that I do. And I say, so I don't have to think about where I'm going. I just go. In my 20s, you can show the photos now. This is you know, in my 20s. You'll see I glimpses. This is, this is me. And a bit, you'll see my husband as well. We had the privilege. I was at Varsity in Maritzburg. And we used to go hiking in the Drakensberg. And I summited many times. Done many routes, many escarpments, many crazy ones without ropes, which we should have done with ropes. <laughs> is that the two? Have you seen the two? That's, yeah, that's it's walking in the berg. Wonderful, wonderful experiences. And then you'll see some pictures in, the, in 2020 during winter. Yeah, in lockdown, but when we had a little bit more freedom, we got out on about eight walks around Gauteng. There are many more. And we go for a day walk and just explore and just enjoy God's creation and enjoy being out in the fresh air. And we went through up mountains, down mountains, along rivers. It was wonderful, absolutely glorious. I've also had the privilege of walking in the foothills of the Himalayas. What an experience. I love walking. Walking is throughout the Bible. Do you know it starts with Abraham? In Genesis chapter 17, verse 1, it says, When Abram was 99 years old, young man still, he hadn't had any children yet. The Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. And then as you read through Deuteronomy and all the law, over and over again, God says, walk in my ways. Over and over, the prophets encourage the people, walk in his light, walk with him, walk in his light. Jesus says, walk, walk in my ways. Paul, as we see, writes, walk. The final bit about walking is in Revelation. Revelation 21, verse 24. By its light, and that light is the glory of God. We won't need the sun anymore for light. By his light, the glory of God, will the nations walk. And the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it. We're going to keep on walking. I think God wants us to walk. Hey, it's throughout scripture. Paul says in this scripture, in Ephesians, walk in a manner Worthy of your calling. And then in those next few verses, he gives us four keys, I believe, that he, in how we're to walk. We're to walk humbly. We're to walk with confidence. Because there's only one way. We're to walk each one. Hello? Each one. Yes, you. Say me. Me. I have a responsibility to walk. 
I can't rely on my husband. I can't rely on my church. I can't rely on Lainey doing the walking for me. I need to walk. Take it up. And in community. So let's look at each one of those. Humbly. So when you're on the Drakensberg, there are times when it is incredibly humbly, humbling. I used to find often the worst time was we, we would, we'd, you'd get up in the morning, you'd have some breakfast, you'd start walking, you'd stop for a break, for a snack, somewhere, wherever it was suitable to stop. And often I think, as, you know, okay, we got it, and you take off your boots and your feet are sore, especially on like the third or fourth day. And it's, okay, we've got to go again. Got to go for another two hours at least before we break it. And you're just like, I don't feel like this. I'm tired. I don't want to do this. But you know, you got to dig deep. You got to say, ah, yeah, it's not, I don't feel like it, but I know there's a reward. I've got a purpose here. And so you did it. And sometimes when you're walking, somebody twists an ankle or they, they just get overbed, overboard. They just can't do it. And you've got to take some of their pack. Or you've got to give them an arm. That's what our Christian walk is like. That's what we're doing. When I read the next few verses, verse 2 and 3, he says, With all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. When I read that, I don't know about you, but it reminded me of Galatians where Paul speaks about the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit. What God's working in each one of us every day. Well, let me rephrase that. God wants to work out in each one of us every day. And he does everything he can. to. He tests us. He encourages us. He puts us in tricky situations to grow us. He stretches us. Why? He knows. He wants us to bear fruit. His fruit. He wants us to be filled with love, joy, peace, patience, because that's the way I'm going to impact my world. That's the way I'm going to change my world. I can resist it. No, man, I'm just sick of this. Too much like hard work. I don't want to do this anymore. It's too tough. Poor me. I'm suffering. <sighs> Whatever. I'm just going to go and do what I want to do. No. We can't do that, guys. You feel like it. You feel like on the mountain. You feel like giving up. Don't give up. God, whatever you do, I often pray, God, whatever you're trying to teach me this week, please can I learn it quick because I don't like this week. Humility is the key. Maybe you're too proud to come to the marriage course. Good grief, your marriage is fine. Never had a moment's problem. We speak nicely all the time. Never grumpy with each other. Ha! Who needs those poor people? Shame. They, they need a bit of marriage counseling. Come on, stop being so proud. We all need it. And in other areas of your life, admit it. You need it. Walk humbly. Do not be proud. Secondly, with confidence. Is there. I put in conference when I did the notes, and when I was looking at it last night, well, that's terrible English. Sorry, English teachers, I did change it. With confidence, with confidence, he is the way. I've been lost on the top of the berg. It is incredibly scary. I don't know how many of you have been up there, but the paths, there are paths, 
but they're cans, and you have to, you know, lose your map and use your head, and you sort of walk. But sometimes, like that, the mist comes down, and you literally, you can just see your foot as you put it in front of you. And you've got to be so careful because it's down there a long way. And you're lost. I always used to walk, I've always walked in the Berg with my brother. And he's a, a young, young man, still not so young anymore, but my brother, still young, younger than me, who just had a gift. He was gifted that he, he knew which way to go. He had a gut feel. I always felt so safe with him. I trusted him. If he said, no, it's this way, I trusted him with all my heart. In our spiritual walk, you can trust Jesus with all your heart. He is safe. Always safe. And let read with me these glorious verses. 4, 5, and 6. There is one body. Paul says elsewhere, not Jew or Gentile, male or female, slave or free. We are one. We are one body. No one better or worse than the other. You are one. You are one body. One spirit, praise God. One Holy Spirit. One true spirit who we should listen to. Just as you were called to one hope, Jesus. One hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. That's a public declaration of your faith. One way to do it. One God and Father of all, who is over all, through all, and in all, think about that, over all. He's the f- over all. He's the father of all. Everyone. He's over all. He's in control. He's in control. The world might look a mess. He is in control. He has a plan. Through all, in all. Is there anything where he's not? Anything? We live in a God-created, God-controlled, God-sustained, God-filled world. We can walk. We can. Each one taking responsibility to walk. Not everyone who was a student at the University of Peter Marisburg went up the Berg several times a year. Who wants to go and be so tired? Who wants to go and sleep on hard ground on a little rocky outcrop? Who wants to scramble up on hands and feet for two hours up an escarpment? Who wants to get to the top and bath in freezing cold water? Who? I mean, really? Just stay and raise. Loll around. Do what you want to do. Chat with with the hubbers, you know. No. Take up your responsibility. He calls us to step out 
and walk. No matter what terrain, walk. He's freed it. Verse 7. But grace was given to each one. Say it in your heart. Grace was given to Laney. Grace was given. Put your name there. Grace was given. Given. No, at no cost to us. Incredible sacrifice cost to Jesus. Grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. He just gives. Surely, surely, the only response we can have is to walk in these gifts that he's given us. And he defines this grace. He says in verse 8, Therefore it says, When he ascended on high, he led a host of captives, and he gave gifts to men. He's talking about Christ's ascension. He's talking about how he led, he led all his captives. He, he captured sin. He killed sin. He did it on the cross. And the symbolism he's using here, which the Ephesians would have known, when a, when a conqueror came into a city, he would bring all his captives with him. That's what he would do. And display them for the people to show, this is what I've done. So he's using an analogy that was so clear to the Ephesians when they read this. It's interesting, really interesting, because he's quoting Psalm 68, verse 18. Now have a look at Psalm 68, verse 18. It says, you ascended on high. Remember, this is written back in the Old Testament. Leading a host of captives in your train and receiving gifts among men. Now, I don't know if it fitted. I tried, could you get, did he manage to put them on two together on the same screen? I don't know if they managed to do that. No. So just look at, leave that one up and look at your Bible. And it says, can, what's the difference? Tell me the difference. Little quiz, quickly. What's the difference between what Paul says and what this verse says? Very crucial difference. Yeah. In, in, in the New Testament, it says he gave gifts to men. In the Old Testament, he said receiving gifts. Under the Old Covenant, we blessed God by our walking. We gave gifts to the king. In the New Testament, Christ has given it all to us. Hey, how amazing is that? That is the grace that we have each received. And you choose, guys. You choose to loll down in vasty rest. Or you choose to go wherever he takes you and to walk with him. We choose. If your husband or your spouse or your friend or your church is walking forward, we can't make you come with. You individually. I can't even tell today what's really in your heart. But you know. God knows. I'm in. Or, hmm. I'm not so in. He's there for you. He's encouraging you. He wants you. He loves you. And finally, in community, 
With respect, it's really stupid to walk on the berg by yourself. Really stupid. People do it. There are so many. I've so many times you can almost stand on ash. There's the adders, all, not, there's little berg adders all over the place. You can slip so easily. The ground's often crumbly. If you, if you go up the final escarpment, it's very dangerous. Many of the passes. You're stupid. <laughs> you need to go with people. Now, please don't be offended, but if you're stupid, with respect, if you're staying at home saying, I don't need church, I can do this on my own. I love Jesus. I'm good. Everyone's good at home. Who needs church? Who needs life group? You're stupid. <laughs> and you know I love you, but you're stupid. <laughs> do you hear me, guys? You're, you're here. You're the converted. Or are you listening to the tape? <laughs> I hope you're recording. <laughs> verse 11 and verse 12, he says, And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers. For what? Verse 12, To equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ. We had Zach here a little while ago. That was a prophet a gift to us, invited in by the elders to bless us, to equip us, to grow us. When you need a teacher, you find a teacher. When you need a pastor, you need shepherding. You find it in, within God's people. And that's what community is all about. Again, it's that humbling thing, isn't it? that I can't actually do this on my own, together. So guys, number one, are you walking? And if you are still dead, you're not walking. You're not walking God's way. But you can be made alive in a second by humbly asking Jesus Christ to be the Lord of your life. And that's out there for all our friends and our colleagues and our family who are still dead. Please, Jesus, may they come to know you. Please, Jesus. Our race is not a sprint. I'm sure you've heard that many times. It's a long, steady walk with Jesus. I don't know where you are. Sometimes it's a desert. Sometimes it's a valley. It's so dark. Sometimes it's getting up that escarpment, that final bit to get to the goal that you know God has got there for you. Sometimes you're on the mountaintop and you just see the panorama of God's beauty and you're just thrilled and you're just full of joy and there's a skip in your step. Sometimes you're just parking off in a green pasture, just enjoying the freshness and the greenness and the abundance of his love. In every circumstance, we walk. We walk humbly. There's always more. 
with confidence. We're we're, we're backing the right guy. He's going to win. He's going to win. One day, his glory is going to be all the light that we need. And every man will bow their knee. Every man will confess that Jesus is Lord. One day. Each one of us can do it because he has gifted you. He's gifted, and we we did the gifted series. You know that. And we can do this together. When I am weak, you hold me up. When you're weak, I'll hold you up and encourage you. Always, always walking. I felt to read the first four verses of Psalm 23 over us today. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. One Lord, one Spirit, one God, one King. Lord, we put our hand in your hand and we walk. Lord, we want to follow wherever you take us. Thank you that you have placed us in good places. And Lord, when it doesn't feel so good, Lord, we know that you are there. And you are growing us. And you are pushing us. And you are rah-rahing us. And you're supporting us. And you're giving us everything we need for life and godliness. Jesus, I pray for myself. I pray for each one of us that we will walk with you that we will walk in a manner worthy of the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. So good to see you here today. I trust it's been good for you. If you would like prayer, if you're in a place where it's pretty grim at the moment, or just to celebrate with you, Pray someone to enjoy, enjoy, to enjoy your joy. Always come forth, come up and to pray with us. We'd love to do that. We'd love to pray. Have a wonderful week. Enjoy life groups. And I don't think, and see, remember, next Sunday, don't forget, budget in that little extra hour so that you can do the leadership course. Have a wonderful week. God bless you. Take care.